The Muse of Francis St. Clair by John Notlad Francis never intended to strike a deal with the devil. He told himself he would do anything to break the dam that blocked his mind and held his hesitant hand away from the canvas, but he didn't think anyone was actually listening to his pleas. For the ninth night in a row, he stared at the unfinished painting, a streak of cobalt amidst the two pea-green blobs, meant to represent the twin peaks of St. Lucia. He remembered the lies he told his ailing mother. She wanted him to go to America to become a doctor, not a failing artist. The Prime Minister will laugh in my face if I present you to him, Francis shouted in his empty apartment. He tossed his brush into the jar of murky water on his desk and stood from his seat, raking his fingers through his dark, knotted hair. His face turned red as he clenched his teeth and fantasized about tearing the canvas to bits. Wouldn't that show them? A soft voice whispered from the ether. Francis held his breath. An icy sensation trickled down his spine, standing the hairs of his neck on end. It, excuse me? He replied, unsure whether or not the voice were coming from within his own head. From a vacuum cannot come wealth, as a painting cannot paint itself. The voice echoed from behind him. Turning slowly, Francis balled up his fist in anticipation of needing to punch some homeless fellow who had snuck into his apartment when he was working. But behind him stood only his desk, his painting, and his easel. The shadows in the corners of the room weren't dark enough to hide a person, but he still watched them through his peripherals. Who said that? Francis asked. I did, the voice replied. Francis took a step closer to the green and blue canvas and grazed his dried pigments with his fingertips. What the f- Don't be afraid. You're not the first one to be blessed by my voice, the canvas said. You? Francis muttered, his mouth left hanging agape. My painting? He jerked his arm away as the shrill voice began to speak again. I, me, the dreams of Dali, the muse of Monette, the hands of Cezanne. Who are you, Francis, the boy on the other side of the paint? Unaware he was slowly backing away, Francis stumbled into his chair and gasped when it screeched against the floor. After regaining his composure, he picked up the glass of water that he had been drinking and held it close to his face, examining it and then giving it a sniff. I'm a painter, he said. A pretty shoddy one. Well, I never met a great artist who hadn't said the same. Say, why don't you pick up that brush there and let me help you create as they did? Francis glanced at the jars on his desk. He thought of his mother and the cautionary tales she would share with him as a child. She'd warned him of the dangers of voodoo and dark magic, and to never accept treats from a witch. But he couldn't recall her ever saying anything about a painting that could speak. Go on, the voice said. I won't have you cut off your ear. You can make me a great painter? Francis asked. I can make you the greatest painter. After pausing for only a moment, Francis plucked his brush from the dirty water and sat facing the possessed cloth. He took his palette in his hand and swirled the bristles of his brush into the glob of burnt umber and sap green. A photo of the mountains he wished to recreate hung over the window beside his easel. Ah, the pittance of St. Lucia, what a sight to behold, said the voice. I saw them nearly every day before I moved to America, Francis recalled, but I just can't seem to do them any justice. Nonsense. Show me what you saw from your own mind. Pull the image out of your brain. Give me your hand, and together we will bring it to life. Francis sighed. Okay. He raised his brush and swiped it across the canvas. Shimmering leaves of tropical canopies and golden sand surrounded by emerald blue waves began to encompass his field of vision. His mind spoke no words. The only sounds were those of humming island breeze filling his apartment. 
tube by tube of pain and stroke by stroke of his brush, the pittance came to life. Francis worked as a vassal for his teacher, moving how he was compelled and unsure whether he was sharing the workload. Occasionally, the voice of the painting would utter words of encouragement. You're doing great, it would say. You'll be renowned beyond imagination. The canvas was filled, but Francis kept painting. The voice took him to this closet, where he gathered his stockpile of oils and acrylics and inks. The morning sun began to peek through the window, but in his fevered trance, he continued. Like Picasso and Leonardo before, the universities will teach of the great Francis St. Clair. Soon, the walls of the tiny room were transformed into wispy cotton clouds and dense island jungle. He painted the floor, blade by blade, pebble by pebble. The furniture dripped into new color and disappeared into the expanding mural. Violent half-moons had formed beneath Francis's eyes, and his sandpaper tongue rubbed sores onto his lips. He swept his brush against his palette, but at last it came up dry. He stood there staring at what he had done, his beautiful masterpiece that surrounded him. If not for the choking aroma of turpentine, Francis may not have thought he'd return to his birthplace. Hello? He called out. He swallowed as nausea began to creep into his belly. His eyes stung and he wondered when he last blinked. Are you there? It was silent. Slipping along the floor, Francis made his way to the door he once was. He patted the damp walls in search of a doorknob, but it was no longer there. The walls were smooth and buttery, and he slid along them in a panic, searching for any way out of the beautiful box he'd helped create. Help! Somebody help me! He screamed. His fists pounded the walls, splattering a rainbow of colors all around him. Suddenly, the colors on the wall he was beating began to run. The paint flowed to the floor, and as it did, a new image took its place. Francis's eyes grew wide and he dropped to his knees. It was his apartment, and he was standing there looking back at himself. He reached out his hand, but it was stopped by a transparent wall. I lied to you, Francis, his body said to him from the painting's voice. What do you mean? Tears began to gather in his eyes. What is happening? When I told you that a painting couldn't paint itself. Francis stood and pressed against the wall with all of his strength. Please, let me out of here. I don't need to be a painter. I should have listened. I'll go to medical school. Please. He could see himself smiling back at him with a terrible grin. Do not fret. Now everyone will know our name. He raised his hand and with one stroke of his brush, covered the wall with paint and locked away the great Francis St. Clair.